Zombified. Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always with my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? Terrible time to yawn. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. That was tired. not intentional. I swear. Tired. Tired as usual because, you know, this is the late night recordings, which, you know, you, 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 this time of night, you not get the best version of me. I'm an old man. I'm an old man. Sun goes down and I want to be one place, one place only. That is in my bed. Yeah. Well, and the sun is going down earlier and earlier until December 21st. Sadly, sadly, who who needs daylight savings? Bunch of bollocks, anyway. Um, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm uh, I'm good. I'm good. Crazy week, but uh, week number ten. We're uh, got four weeks left of the regular season. The fantasy oh, regular season. That's <laughs> depressing. Playoffs. That's that's crazy to think about. <laughs> it Although is, and least- it isn't. Well, it isn't, it isn't, because at least when the football season's over, no more stress-free Sundays, because... I, 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 yeah, we have, it, it, I honestly, this is going to sound terrible coming from someone that does this for a living, but you, you, you do reach a point where natural fatigue does kick in. Like, I think that's normal. Well, plus, being a fan of a team that already causes Ajita doesn't help. Like well, my team your, is my team is winning. My team's gonna be in the playoffs. No, I so I know, but I'm just helps. I'm just saying in general, or mm-hmm. for my scenario, like I'm stressed about like three things. Listen, <laughs> all I know, all I know is that the Cowboys curse continues to do its do its magic. The Eagles are going down. Since playing the Dallas Cowboys, the two teams that they the, the two teams they've lost to before the Eagles. The Cardinals and the Niners are a combined 0 and 9. Wow. Eagles are next. Yes, well in 2 weeks. Hopefully the the, the wheels fall off because fuck them. Yeah, so uh that is a good segue actually into the bye weeks and we have four teams with a lot of players on bye. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Rams, the Miami Dolphins, and the aforementioned Philadelphia Eagles. So a lot of spots to fill in, a lot of good players. So be active on those waiver wires, and hopefully you have depth on your rosters as well. Well, because this will be coming, this will be coming out Tuesday night. This will be coming out right after we record this, um, or probably an hour after we record this. Um, I do want to mention something very briefly about you know, one of the buy teams that we won't be talking about for obvious reasons. Uh, the Rams going out and signing Carson Wentz. If if you are in deep super flex and you need a potential option there with the uncertainty that's around Matthew Stafford, I think Carson Wentz could be a low risk play for you. Because I, I have way more faith in Carson Wentz than I do in Brett Rippon. Yeah. Well, that is pretty self-evident, I guess, in how we talked yeah, about but it. Yeah, obviously, the best, the best case scenario for everybody is that Matthew Stafford is back after the bye. That is the best case scenario 
Um, if it doesn't happen, though, I think fantasy managers of uh, of Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua specifically, uh, will be comfortable knowing that Carson Wentz is 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 back there. We well, we hope. more com- more comfortable than the alternative because I mean Carson Wentz, lest we forget, he was terrible last year in Washington, and he was benched for Taylor Heineke. That's correct. So that's correct. And- we were all being like Carson Wentz sucks. He couldn't get Terry McLaurin involved. He was throwing. He was like laser focused well, on Curtis Samuel every week. Well, the the other side of the coin is who would you rather have, Brett Rippon or Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz, duh. Yes, yes. Whereas last year, who would you rather have, Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke? Taylor Heineke. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just saying, temper your expectations. Oh, for sure, for sure. But if if you're in in deeper super flex leagues and you need just a high upside potential option, Wentz shouldn't cost you anything. He should cost you maybe a buck or two. On well, especially this week it. because he's not going to be like, like he's, you know, he's not going to be listed high up on those lists because he's not playing. Right. Right. Um, all right. So let's go into Thursday night. And that is the Carolina Panthers and the Chicago bears. At Soldier Field. Um, oh boy. This game is, I don't know, with this game. I don't think it's going to be good. Uh, I, I I would like to be optimistic. How about that? Okay. I would like I mean, to be optimistic, even if it is unrealistic. <laughs> you're starting to sound like me. Um, yeah. So... As far as injuries, I mean, the big one, obviously, is Justin Fields. Um, he is limited on that uh, estimate. It's an estimate because it's Thursday night. Um, and actually, Clear Harbor also. He was a full participant in the practice estimate on Tuesday. So yeah, that he's, he's going to be activated. Sign. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be activated, and he's going he's gonna to return. So the Bears running back situation has just gotten way more complicated. Of course. Of course. Because why why in God's name could anything be perfect? And yeah. And Brian Burns too is going to be out for Carolina, which is a huge loss for them on their on their defensive line, which you would think should should open up potential avenues for uh the Bears running back. Just the question is. Who is it going to be? And is Justin Fields a part of this equation? Me personally, I don't think Justin Fields is going to play. I think it's too soon. I think the, the Bears are better off holding Justin Fields out for another week. Let Tyson Bajant roll against against Carolina, who, you know, the, Tyson Bajant showed some flashes that he can keep the Bears competitive enough against the Saints. I mean, Carolina Panthers defense is not like the Saints defense. Um, they're at home. That helps. I just kind of think that the Bears are just kind of better off waiting on Justin Fields for another week and have Justin Fields back and ready to go for their matchup next week at Detroit with the mini buy. And I think it makes sense. This is a good game for Tyson Bajan to probably, you know, regain his confidence a little bit after all those turnovers on Sunday in New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, and despite the turnovers, I thought Tyson Bajan played well. Yeah. 
I, I thought he played really, really well. I thought he defied expectations. That was the toughest defense he went up against so far. And he 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 delivered. He delivered outside of the turnovers. Yep. So with that in mind, are you starting Taysom Bajan? Absolutely yeah. not. Okay. O- only if you are in a bind in Superflex where you're down Mahomes, Hurts, Tua, or Purdy. No, who's the other one that's, that's that's out on by? Who am I missing? The Rams. The Rams. Yes. All right. Stafford. There we go. Purdy was out. Yeah. It was on a bye last week. But if you're down any any of those guys, then and it's waiver wires like Tyson Bagent, like Zach Wilson, nobody else. Ugh. Then, then yeah, you go ahead right. and you pick and you pick up Tyson Bagent and um, any plan. Yeah. Um, running backs. Who? I ain't starting any of them. No way. The highest Bears, the highest Bears running back that I have in my ranks is okay. I I do have Foreman higher up there. I have him at twenty nine. ECR has him at twenty four. At this point, is it just the DJ Moore and Colcomet show for the Bears? Well, I, I, recently it's been the Colcomet show. I mean, Colcomet's been awesome the last two weeks. He's a must start. Yeah, he is an absolute must start. And Tyson, if, especially if it's Tyson Bajan. If it's Tyson Bajan that's playing, then yeah, you have to start Cole Komet. Um Even if there's no Bajan, it is Fields. I still think you have to roll with with Komet and DJ Moore. You're playing every single week. I think they're going to get him a touchdown in this game just because it is a DJ Moore revenge game. That's true. It is a it's, DJ Moore, but it's also a Deonta Foreman revenge game. So, mm, that's a fair point. A lot, lot, all, lot of revengeance going on here. A lot of implications in this game because they're also first overall pick implications as well. Uh yeah. Yeah, that that's that's also true. That's uh, that's gonna be interesting. <laughs> that's gonna be interesting. So it's a tank bowl, it's a uh Deontay Foreman revenge game and a DJ Moore revenge game. I think the Bears are just gonna want the Panthers to win. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I think the 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 Bears are going to want to stop on him. Oh, this is all fucking confusing. My 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 head is fried. No, the Bears want to stop on him because the Panthers have the Panthers their first round Panthers first round pick is better than the Bears first round pick currently. Yeah. So yeah, they the the Bears are going to want to stomp on him. Well, there you go. Um, for Carolina, who are you starting from Carolina? You can roll Hubbard as a flex. I wouldn't want to, but if you have to, it's fine. And of course, you're rolling Adam Thielen. Outside of that, outside of that, you, there, there's no one for the Carolina Panthers that remotely, remotely interests me at all. All right. Um, uh, and I think I think Thielen scores in this game too. I think you know Thielen. Last week, I don't know what the hell, what the hell happened. With uh, with with Bryce Young and, and and Adam Thielen, that that just seemed like a matchup where they should have taken advantage of it, and well, they didn't. Um, but Bryce Young threw two touchdowns to the opposing team, so uh, that's uh, that's never good. But yeah, I, I Thielen will be fine. Thielen will be fine. Uh, a very very solid wide receiver too this week, starter. Yeah, and you're not playing any of the defenses. No, no. All right, next up, 
we have the New Orleans Saints going into Minneapolis to play the Minnesota Vikings. All of a sudden, and, uh, this game became very intriguing. A little bit. All of a sudden. So um, let's start off with New Orleans. Uh, I think Derek Carr could be a good start against the Vikings defense. Yeah, mid QB two. He's been last month. He's been very consistent, and you can't hate that. So yeah, Carr again buy issues even in one quarterback. This you know goes outside of superflex. One quarterback leagues, you have buy issues, and Derek Carr is sitting at a waiver wire. You could do a whole lot worse than than Derek Carr. I would pick him up on a starter. Yeah, um, Alvin Kamara, you're starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a little worrying though. A little worrying though with with Alvin Kamara. He only played forty four percent of the snaps last week, and the last four games since Jamal Williams has returned, the snap counts for Kamara, the snap percentages, I should say, for Alvin Kamara have all gone down in all four of those games while the snap percentages for Jamal Williams have all gone up. So a little bit worrying. I'm not, it's not super press the panic button and freak out mode, but it definitely is concerning when you have Kamara that's getting this limited work. I think the, the, the amount of time that we see Kamara on the field on Sunday should be very telling for, you know, what we're kind of looking at with, you know, can we continue to trust Alvin Kamara and, you know, keep plugging and playing him, you know, as as pretty much an RB1 like we've been doing for since since he's returned really. Um and then also factoring in that, you know, Kendra Miller's gotten some gotten some work as well and I, I'm not super worried about Kamara, but just something to to note. Yeah. Um and then the receivers you're starting Olave. Yep. And then who else? I would say in deep in in deeper twelve in twelve team leagues, Michael Thomas is a start. And then I would say in deeper leagues, if you have buy issues, I I, I think Rashid Shahid is a, is a fine flyer. Uh, I see what you did there, because he's fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unintent- unintentional. I'll take the credit though. I I think he's a fine little gamble. I I, I really do. Now you have to be mindful that Rashid Shahid. It could be really ugly. It could be very, very ugly. But if you look at the secondary of the Minnesota Vikings, the much maligned secondary of the Minnesota Vikings, they've been absolutely terrible. But if you believe in happenstance, you believe in patterns. I know Adam does. So he'll get a kick out of this one. Week six, two for 85 and a touchdown. Week four, four, week seven, sorry. Four for 28, no touchdowns. Week eight, three for 153 and a touchdown. Week nine, three for 22. We are in week 10. So if you believe in the pattern, guess what? Rashid G is going to have two or three catches with around 80 to 153 yards and a touchdown. The man only catches long touchdowns. He only does. Yep, yep. He is the definition of home run swing. Yeah. There is no floor with him. The ceiling is tremendous. It's literally... You could have just been reading off Tyree Kill's 2017 stat line, and I would have believed you. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, look it up; it's wild. He's worth the play, though. He he's worth it, especially if if you're if you're really going for it, and you need to try and you know change it up with with you know someone that could be uh, appealing in terms of having a huge game. I think Shahid could, could definitely be that guy. 
Talk about a lottery ticket and a big swing. No, he's a massive lottery ticket. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then is the only tight end that you're starting here, Taysom Hill? Uh, yeah, I need to see it again from from Jawan Johnson, but Taysom Hill. Yeah, we've entered this this discussion now of Taysom Hill being a must start tight end. I would start Taysom Hill over the likes of Jake Ferguson, uh, Trey McBride, Cole Komet, Kyle Pitts. I would not be starting him though over the likes of Evan Ingram, Dalton Schultz, George Kittle, Dalton Kincaid, and then of course the the top three being for me. I have it: Andrews, Laporta, Hawkinson. Yeah, well, Hawkinson, I guess we'll see. I thought he was – he's kind of banged up a little bit. Yeah, in, in my ranks, I, I still have him. I still have him ranked until I'm told otherwise. Okay. Yeah, Jason Hill, currently the best BYU quarterback in the NFL. I mean, I, I, I tell you what, the guy just does everything. He catches passes, he runs, and he throws, and he scores touchdowns. Like – that's yeah. a cheat. That is a cheat code at the position, and I have such a dilemma with 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 Taysom Hill because I could start him as a as a potential flex. I could start him as my second quarterback this week in a super flex, and just try and hope that Taysom Hill does something. But of course, the week that I play Taysom Hill will be the week that he does nothing. So, in that super flex league, does he have like dual eligibility? No, no, oh. he's tight end. I would okay. just play I would play one quarterback and then roll Taysom Hill. Gotcha. With Mahomes out on bye. Interesting. Very That's very something that I've considered. Yeah. So uh for the Vikings, um, a lot of injury issues for them. Um confirmation that K Makers is out for the season. Um that, yeah, that is sucks. horrible. That sucks. Um for KJ Osborne, he sustained a concussion in the uh, Atlanta game. That that hit. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I don't know how it got up. Yeah, it just seems like hits get scarier and scarier in the NFL. It's sad. It's sad well, it's, to watch. It's, it's the risk you take. Yeah. Risk you take. I think every I think every player in the league knows what they, what they sign up for. No, it's true, but it's still it's still scary when it happens. Yeah, it's a, it's it was a classic example of a guy just trying to make a football play and, and wrong place, wrong time. And KJ Osborne got absolutely cracked right in, right in the face basket. I'm, again, I'm shocked he was able to get to get up and look pretty normal from it because I can tell you right now, I would not be acting normal. Yeah, and uh, Jaron Hall is also in concussion protocol. Yeah. And he will not be an option to start in week 10. Correct. Yeah. And that is from, it's going to be Dobbs. Yeah. It's going to be Dobbs. And Hawkinson, uh, Kevin O'Connell said Monday that he hopes Hawkinson will be able to play Sunday against the saints. Yeah. And what I've heard is internally, the Vikings do believe that Hawkinson is going to, to play, but obviously monitor, the injury reports that start to come out on Wednesday. Don't panic if there's a DNP next to him on Wednesday. Yeah. And then Justin Jefferson, all eyes on Justin Jefferson as far yeah. as whether or not he's going to come back. Yeah. Huge eyes on, on, on Justin Jefferson, whether or not he's, he's going to be activated. And listen, I, I was told as recently as recording this at 730, I was told this at around three o'clock today that 
the plan could be that Justin Jefferson, he, he might come back this weekend. I haven't had that officially confirmed. Um, they haven't made a, a decision on it, but the Vikings want to get Justin Jefferson out there because listen, I mean they're they're in a they're in a playoff race. Yep. And Josh Jobs, Josh Jobs has now gone from Hollywood and James Connor and and Zach Ertz and Trey McBride and the rest of the band of characters in in Arizona. He he's now got Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, and TJ Hawkinson. Like, yeah. Ow. Josh Dobbs is, is just smiling. Yeah. I mean, good, for him. good for him. Good man. for him, man. He, he, he deserves it. And, and he's just, he's a likable guy. I know. He majored in uh, aeronautics in college of Tennessee, actually. Oh, so he's a smart guy, too. He is a smart guy. Wow. Wow. Good for him. Good for him. I, I'm, seriously, I, I, I'm happy for him. I'm really, really happy for him. Yeah. Um. So with that, are you starting Josh Jobs? No. Okay. No. I need to see it again. Worth an end in Superflex up. Yeah. Well, against a good defense in New Orleans. Yeah, I would say, though, he becomes a little bit more appealing if Justin Jefferson plays. If I if you had to ask me right now, do I think Justin Jefferson plays this week? I would say no. But the chances are not zero. Yeah. And, I mean, Kevin O'Connell said as much, basically. Right. So it's a it's a wait and see. Wednesday will be very telling with with what the Vikings decide to uh with what the Vikings decide to do. Yep. Um Madison. Uh, listen. The matchup stinks. But Madison now with no Cam Akers, Cam Akers was the clear pathway to taking time away from Madison. And he's gone. He's no longer there. So by default, Madison is probably a low-end RB2. Would I want to play him, though? No. I have him as my RB27 for the week. Well, the problem is, is that Madison was by himself to start the season before they traded for Cam Akers. Was he not? Oh, yeah, he was. He was. So, And people, you know, were calling him the B word bust. Oh, he's a bust. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. No. Well, people were not happy with, with his performance. So I don't know if it, I don't know if like being by himself again, magically makes his performance better when we have evidence from earlier in the season that it wasn't. It, it does. When you have the quarterback that is throwing the ball to him. I mean, he scored a receiving touchdown last weekend. That helps. Yes, he did. The signs, the signs are at least encouraging, but Madison just hasn't been great as 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 the lead dog, and he he's one of those guys where it's probably just by default. I, would I be shocked that the Vikings were to bring somebody else in? No, I wouldn't be. But as of now, this is Madison's backfield, and just based on the volume that he should get, it clots him in as a. The consensus has him as a low end RB two. I have him as a higher end flex option. All right, and then. Who are you starting at receiver? Addison, obviously. Yeah, I would um, be starting Jordan Addison in, in deeper leagues. If there's no KJ Osborne, there's no Justin Jefferson. I, I kind of would give Brandon Powell a look. Interesting. I mean, I he think, does. I would think about it. Didn't he catch a touchdown uh, on Sunday? Or... Uh, I, be- I believe he did. I believe he caught the game winner. 
Yeah. Yeah, he scored the game winner. So Granted, the vo- the volume was just was just not there, but you got Brandon Powell and who was the uh, who was the other guy that I I had never heard of before? Uh, Tristan Jackson. Yes, that was the one. That was the guy who should get uh, increased increased snaps if there's no Osborne and no Justin Jefferson. But if I had to pick one out of those two, I would say Brandon Powell. But that is like we're talking fourteen team leagues. Yeah. That's very, 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 very deep leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Hawkinson, we already talked about a little bit. So yeah, yeah you're start, you're start, you're starting Hawkinson. Um, any defenses, or we can kind of move on here. I, I think the Saints. I think the Saints. They could be okay. I guess. But we already talked. We just talked about how much we love the Vikings in this game. Is the thing. Who said that? Not me. Okay. Well, not me. If, if Justin it's, less, Jeff- it's it's less appealing if the, if there's if there's Justin Jefferson on the field, but if there's no Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hawkinson's banged up. Then yeah, it's def- it's definitely appealing. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. Let me just see where I have where I have in my in my uh, defense ranks. They're my defense seven. That's not so, bad. Startable, definitely yeah. startable. All right. Next up, we have the uh, twenty fifteen draft bowl. I don't know, kind of reaching there, but it's the Tennessee Titans in Tampa Bay to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Will Levis name the starter for this game, as is expected. Um, he's he's been named the starter. Yeah. For the long haul. For the for the season, yes. Yeah. Tannehill, Tannehill is Dunzo. So, also to be expected because Will Levis has looked pretty good in his uh, limited action. Yeah, he's looked competent. He has looked competent, and it's a matchup that, granted, it's on the road. So you got to take that for for what you will, because Levis didn't put up the best stat line, shall we say, again against the Steelers. But he played well. He played well, just didn't have the the numbers to really back that up. But uh, the the Bucks defense after their bye week, they have just been dreadful against quarterbacks. They've allowed over three hundred yards and at least two passing touchdowns in three out of the four, including, of course, last week the five touchdown performance to C.J. Stroud. This defense just seems to be reeling a little bit. And if you could tell me that Will Levis is going to be going in there with his full complement of, of, of weapons, got to keep an eye on Traylon Burks. I don't think he's going to play given the, uh, the the situation that occurred at the end of the game last week. But DeAndre Hopkins, we expect him to be there. Um, and maybe you get Chico Conco involved. And of course, the bad, bad man, Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah, this, uh, th- this, could, this has the potential to be a potential boom spot for for will levis i don't have him ranked as such i have as my qb 17 but does he have the upside to be a potential top 12 finisher for the week yes he does absolutely i totally agree with that and i think that yeah you just start your titans accordingly with that in mind 
Yeah, you're start you're starting all your big name Titans. You're, you know, if you, if you have them in super flex, you could start. You're starting Levis. Uh, you're starting Henry, and I think this is good. I think this is a great week potentially for for DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, the highest that I have, I've had him ranked this year. He's my wide receiver fourteen this week. Welcome back, welcome back, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I, I never would have thought that when we had Will Levis. Oh, sorry, Malik Willis. When it was Malik Willis who was going to be the starter. And yeah. I had DeAndre Hopkins. It's like my wide receiver 43. And that was only two weeks ago. And now he's the wide, my wide receiver 13. So welcome back, Diop. Yep. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes. Um, and then on the Tampa Bay side, um, even though they lost in heartbreaking fashion on Sunday, Still encouraging for the offense, especially for Rashad White. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But this is also this is a tough matchup for for Rashad White, but encouraging, definitely encouraging for him. I think at PPR he definitely offers more upside, of course, than in, than in half and in, in a non. He has to score. He has to score. Otherwise, he's just going to be. You're you're praying that the receptions are good enough. You know, if he doesn't score. He needs at least six catches for him to be viable as potentially a flex. He scores, you're loving life. Yeah. And I mean, this is not great for him as an efficient, as an inefficient runner. It's just not a good matchup for him against the Titans. No, it's not. No, it's not. But this is a great matchup for Baker Mayfield. I've said it all year. You can't run on the Titans, but you could throw on them. And. I mean, look at what we saw Baker Mayfield do last week. Last week was, I, I thought, and I know he had a he had a really good game against Buffalo. I wouldn't say it was a great game necessarily. I mean, passing numbers wise, I think it was a great game because they were getting absolutely killed. But uh, he had a great game against New Orleans. That was the one that jumped off the page right away. And even last week against against Houston in in the shootout, he's played clean football. He's and against the Vikings football. too in opening week, he had a yeah, good game. And, and and against the Vikings uh, uh, in 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 week one when that was his first start, he he he's surpassed expectations, and I I give him credit. I, I, I give mean, him all the credit. Quietly, he has what is that, eighteen hundred yards, basically almost nineteen hundred yards, twelve touchdowns and four picks. Like that's a great stat line for him. If my math is right, eighteen sixty five. Yeah, that's what it looks like. 1865. It's just ESPN small font. Which is, hey, you're talking about a guy that is on pace for about, guy picked him off the street, on pace for 3,500 yards, and let's say, let's say potentially 30 touchdowns if he keeps it up. Yeah, like, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that he was picked up off the street. He did play with Carroll, or he played with the Rams last year. But he was picked up off the street. He was a free agent. Yes. Okay. What? <laughs> Whatever. You can say everybody free in free agency was picked up off the street. It's a different. It's a different. You know, connotation. He was an available quarterback in free agency, Adam. When yes, do those? Was. When do those ever happen? They just not named, not named Kirk Cousins. Every 
every year there's quarterbacks available in the free agent market that become starters well, or that are that are oh, sorry i'll rephrase are yes, there quarterbacks that are available every year that are being signed for teams to become their automatic starters yeah like who uh, well yeah you automatic said, automatic automatic well maybe not as much anymore but it used to that be are not okay I'll, I'll also rephrase that are not released by their teams so Derek Carr doesn't count. They're not released by their teams. Yeah. Teams oh. that are that teams that willingly let their guys let their contracts run out. They don't use franchise tags on them and they become free agents. Okay, well that's that's a lot of caveats, but N- niche, but you don't see star quarterbacks that are that are going into free agency. You could have just said that. Well, that that's the point that I was da- I was dancing around. Okay. Baker's per- outperformed every expectation under the sun. He's been yeah. awesome. I think and so. He's made, and he's made Mike Evans continue, continue to look good. Uh, Chris Godwin's been been a little a little stinky. Only one touchdown on the year, but floor wise in, in PPR, he's been fine. He's just been basically like a flex guy every single week. I said maybe an RB two uh, that you drafted, but uh, Mike Evans, yeah, he's been he's been awesome. And uh, Q. Cue me being very shocked when I'm going to inform everyone that Mike Evans is on pace to be a thousand yard receiver yet again. Yeah. Well, he has a, he has a more competent quarterback than we thought. Yes, for sure. This season for sure. Mike Evans, Mike Evans is up there big time in the ranks for me this week. Big time. All right. He is my wide receiver five. Oh my god! Wide receiver five this week, Mike Evans. Who's your top five? I have it as, and granted, this is a a bad week because of you know the receiving talent that we're missing, likes of AJ Brown, uh, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill. Okay. So bear with me on that one, but I have it as Stefan Diggs number one. Amon Ra, number two. CeeDee Lamb, number three. Keenan Allen, number four. And then Mike Evans at number five. Jamar Chase I have lower just because of the injury speculation. But if if Jamar Chase is healthy and plays versus Houston, he'll be a top five guy. Yeah, that was giving me my question. But you and Jake will talk about that. Yeah. On the AFC preview show. Yes, we will. Um, And then your good buddy, Kate Otten. Great guy. Love him. Starting him? Um, I mean, I would want to see it again. The Titans haven't allowed a touchdown to a tight end yet this year. But if you're in a bind at tight end, I mean, listen, we're, you know, we're down Dallas Goddard this week. We're down Travis Kelsey. Tight end's hard to come by. You know, if there's no Taysom Hill available, like, let me just see. Let me just see. Where is he in the ranks? He's my tight end 18. So, if there's no Gerald Everett, there's no Janu, there's no David Njoku, um, there's no Hunter Henry, coin flip between him and Luke Musgrave. If there are none of those, those guys that are available, then Kate Otten is probably the guy that I'd be going and picking up. But there's just those are just some of the names that I would rather be starting over Kate Otten. All right. Cool. Um, next up is a battle of bird teams. We have the Atlanta Falcons going to Arizona to play the Arizona Cardinals. Um, for the Atlanta, Fa- yes, Bird. 
oh, we get to talk about the Falcons now. Yay. Yay. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Did you get, uh, did anybody talk to you about uh, what we said about the Falcons on Sunday? Nope. Nope, but I'll, I'll, I'll know this week where I'm at with all my Falcons people if they don't feed me information. <laughs> I'll, buy, I'll <laughs> buy them chocolates. Yeah. Um, okay, I promise I won't say anything bad. I'm, I'm trying not to. I'll try my best. Oh, there's so many. So, uh, Drake London. Um, Arthur Smith said on Monday that the Falcons hope Drake London will be available for Sunday's game against the Cardinals, but how could you believe anything that he says? I'm sorry, did that slip out? Uh, that slipped. That, that was, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it just it, it just fell out. It happened. It, it just fell out. <laughs> Shame on you, Adam. Don't do that again. I, I'll try my best not to. Not even sarcastically. <laughs> bad. Bad, 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 bad. Yeah. So are you starting Drake London? If he plays? As a, well, flex you know, op- as a flex option, sure. The Cardinals do have that weird thing where they shut down number one receivers. I they, They've struggled against them recently. They've struggled against them. Yeah, well. The, 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 the code, the... the, the Chris Jericho is kind of coming around. The the code breaker, the the code is being broken here. Chris Jericho, that's a niche re- a wrestling nef- uh, reference. Adam. Oh, his finish okay. his finishing move. Chris Jericho's finishing move was the code breaker. Oh, I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Love Chris Jericho, great guy. <laughs> hey, his dad. His, right. dad his dad used to play for the Islanders. Oh, interesting. Ted Irvin. All right. The more you know. So, yeah. So, Drake London, I guess you're starting him. Taylor Heineke, good matchup for him. Wouldn't be starting um, him. Yeah. Wouldn't be starting. But And then... Superflex, again, Superflex, you have buy issues. Sure. I mean, I, I was saying it for Tyson Bajant. I have Taylor Heineke miles above Tyson Bajant in my ranks. So, Sure. I mean, super flex is like all bets are off for quarterbacks, right? And I would, I, I, I doubt that Taylor Heineke is available in your super flex leagues. If he is, then you're lucky because you're in better super flex leagues than I am. Because like in my two super flexes, ah, uh, they're like no quarterbacks available. Yeah, with the exception of like Tommy DeVito, Tyson Bajan, Clayton Toon, PJ Walker. Like there's nobody available. That's rough. Yeah. Well, welcome to Superflex. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be in a Superflex league anymore. Um I was interested I was interested in it, but now, you know, I thought I was in, but now I'm out. That's an animal. <laughs> Superflex Superflex is an animal. Um and now the weekly Bijan Robinson conversation. I guess you drafted him. Where you draft an RB two. He's still an RB two, but I think I think the conversation has more to do with Tyler Algier, honestly. And we can't just keep sitting Tyler Algier as long as as long as he's you know scoring. And it's a fair point. He's been the red zone back for the Atlanta Falcons. And at least the hope that Tyler Algier can can get one and punch one in in the red zone, that's good enough to potentially put him on the flex radar. 
and it sucks for B, for Bijan Robinson. But it all leads to the point of oh, I got to be very careful with what I say and how I say it. Why in the hell did the Falcons draft him? Like, I, I think don't it's, I think know. It's a fair question. It is a fair question. Why? What was the it, point? It confuses me. It bewilders. It befuddles me as to why the Falcons have a one thousand yard rusher in Tyler Algier, who is a thousand yard rusher in twenty twenty two, and like you know what, we're going to draft a running back in with a top ten pick. I know where it is. Like I'm biting my tongue. I'm biting. Yeah. Like, there's a hole going into my freaking <laughs> tongue right now. It's a. It was an unwise decision. That's the most diplomatic I'm going to put that. It was like, an unwise. It was an unwise decision to bet to draft Bijan Robinson when you have Tyler Algier. Li- listen, guys, I'll, I'll buy you chocolates. It, you have Kyle Pitts, who scores last week. Johnny Smith, but granted, individual effort from Johnny Smith. That was Smith. a, that was that a, was a great fluky touchdown. run. That was a, that was like a touchdown run. That was not coaching. Call what you want, fluky, fluky or not. The effort was there. He made the play. He scored. Okay, it wasn't Fair fluky, enough. but it wasn't Arthur Smith's. You know, it wasn't his genius that. Fair. Helped That's Johnny fair. Smith score. It was Johnny Smith's skill and effort that fair helped enough. him score. But he is purposely not going to be John Robinson in the, in, in the red zone. And put it this way. If we knew, right, coming into the year, that the grand plan of Arthur Smith was going to be, oh, yeah, Bijan's, you know, our intermittent guy in between the 20s. And inside the twenties, it's Tyler Algier. Guess what? B. John Robinson would have been a sixth round pick. Same thing with Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs probably even later, to be quite honest, with what we've seen with Jameer Gibbs and Dave Montgomery and that whole shit show in 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 Detroit. Yeah, it's true. It's a fair point. Like we we we're gonna have this conversation all off season, so let's just get right to it right now. Adam, where are you drafting B. John Robinson next year? Where you feel comfortable doing it? Um. Well, trick question. Personally, I wouldn't be, but because I don't want to deal with this headache again. Okay, but if he's if he's available in the third round, probably. I think going by how I would draft normally, I think I would because I already have a running back in the first round. I already have a first round running back. So you would take him in round. You would take him in round three. Yeah, three or four. What is the early part of round three? Or the early part of round three. Yeah, say you're at the two three turn. Um, probably. I wouldn't okay. feel great. About, I would feel great about it. How about in the middle of round two? Yeah, no, I don't think no? so. Okay. What about? What about the your third to last pick in round two? Well, okay. So you're not at the turn necessarily, but you're close to it. And you're at a spot where you may not get him in round three. Would you take him in, in the second round? I mean, it would depend on who's available, obviously. But I feel like if he's not there in round three, there are probably better guys in round two that I'd look to get. Sure. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I think round three right now is probably my number. If I'm thinking, you know, super long-term, far ahead, uh, I, I think. Round three is is probably my number. Also depends on who the coach is. True. That's also true. So we will we will see on that. But just it's a shitty situation all around. I plead the fifth. 
Yeah. Just that's it. It's great. Atlanta has been very good to me. No, that's serious too. I, I, I do love Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta's Atlanta's great. Atlanta's great. My people, my people with the Falcons. I love you. Atlanta's great, except for the Braves. Matter of opinion, sure. Yeah. Bi- bias opinion. Bias opinion. Hey, I hope I hope Carlos Mendoza is uh is ready for the uh for the battle, the 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 ex New York Yankees bench coaches derby between the Mets and the Phillies. Oh, so exciting. Oh, also the Hawks. They all they also suck. True. Fuck Trey Young. <laughs> that I can say. <laughs> I have no connects with the Hawks. So fuck them. Fuck Trey Young. <laughs> fuck Trey Young indeed. This is why I love basketball. That's why I love basketball. I can watch basketball. I know I don't talk about it the next day. <laughs> it's the best. It is great. Um, I, I can be a fan. I can I can, I can be a fan. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, Kyle Pitts or Johnny Smith. Who would you rather start? I'd rather start Pitts, but who do I feel who do I feel more comfortable in? Probably Johnny. And I hate it. I wouldn't start yeah. either one of them. Pitts Pitts is a low end starting option. Johnny was a high end tight end too. I don't right. want to start either one of them. Okay. Uh for the Cardinals. So uh Kyler Murray. He has been activated from the reserve pup list on Tuesday. So it looks like he'll be starting. Yep. Or at least backing him up or at least backing up Clayton Tune. It looks like he's gonna play. Looks like Kyler is, is gonna be back. Looks like Kyler is gonna play and just be, just because his name is Kyler Murray. He's a top ten tight end from uh tight end. It's a top ten quarterback for me this week. He's my QB ten. I, I would fire him up and I would start him. All right. Any word on James Conner? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe um Jonathan Gannon said he's gonna be activated and he's ready to go. So we're gonna see James Conner, we're gonna see Kyler Murray back this week. And if that's the if that's the case, that we're also gonna see James Conner back this week, then James Conner, you have to say he's gotta be a top I don't have him ranked yet because that came out after I did my initial uh ranks dive I would probably say that I would have him I have to check the check the ECR here I, I, my gut says probably around like top 20 ish yeah he'd be around 20 okay I mean who says the Cardinals are tanking? Because apparently, you know. <laughs> Who the hell yeah. knows what they're doing now? Yeah. Uh, but it could be interesting for Kyler. If you stash Kyler and yes, Bird. The Texans aren't following script. No, who knows? Well, the Texans, you know, they don't, they might not need to tank as much. No, they're fun. They're fun. And of course, CJ, my guy. Oh, I fucking know. Yeah. Fun stuff about Ohio state in the news recently. More interesting than about Michigan. Well, related. Uh, 
Adam, I want to make this very, very clear, and I have no connects to that university, so I could say whatever the hell I want. What Michigan football has done, when, I, when I'm even talking about football-related sanctions, no, 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 no. We, we should be talking about criminal charges brought up against everyone associated with the University of Michigan football. Period, point blank, end of story. Okay. They, they've cheated. They, they, they have blatantly cheated, and they have blatantly cheated for years. And Jim Harbaugh is going to run away when things get a little too tough, and he'll go to the NFL, get a nice, cushy NFL job. Like most college coaches do when scandal happens. At Urban Meyer. At Pete Carroll. At, yeah, at Pete Carroll. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great one. That's a great <laughs> one. Well, I, I should say Urban Meyer retires when there's when there's scandal yes that's what it, i should say i i really I, I shouldn't say you know he he ran away because he, he he didn't he just retired well i mean kind of yeah hey i gotta be nice for what i say i got i got <laughs> folks at ohio state i i got i gotta be careful what i say about, about urban <laughs> that man is royalty there that man is royalty to me uh whew, that guy i I am not a fan of his. I love Urban. I no comment. How could how could I not love, how could I not love Urban? That no, man, no, that I man brought I, that man brought Ohio State a national championship. No, listen, I'm not saying that you shouldn't like him. I'm just saying I just don't. That's fair I, enough. And then how you feel about Rex Ryan is is I would assume very the complete polar opposite of how I feel about Rex Ryan. Love Rex Ryan. Exactly. Fuck Rex Ryan. Yeah. It. it you you don't like Rex Ryan because his brother was a terrible defense coordinator for the Cowboys. No, see, you know what's interesting is I actually liked Rob Ryan. <laughs> Rob Ryan was exciting because you didn't know what Rob Ryan was showing up. <laughs> I, I just think if if you have a Ryan on your staff, it's just much easier to like them. But then when you see them from the outside, it's like, oh yeah, fuck those guys. Is it because Buddy coached the Eagles? That could also definitely be it. That could also definitely definitely be it, but uh, listen, I think I think Buddy Ryan might be a hero to all Giants fans because he uh, he he socked Kevin Kildrive. Yeah, and Jets fans too because he won a Super Bowl. He won Super Bowl three. He was on Weebu Bank staff. That's true. That's true. Totally forgot about that. That's a great shout out him. Yeah. Jets aren't even on the show, and the Jets somehow might they found a way here. Hey, you brought up Rex Ryan. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like dying here. This is what happens. I, I I talk I talk about the Jets and all of a sudden I start to die. Uh no, I did. I did. I take I take responsibility for that reference. Yeah. You know, speaking of, this is a great segue because you know which two teams we're gonna talk about who are playing each other at 425. Oh, this game's, gonna, this game's gonna be awesome. The New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. An, Confer- angry, cow- an angry Cowboys team in a divisional game? <laughs> against either Matt Barkley or Tommy DeVito? Good fucking luck. It wouldn't shock me if it were Matt Barkley, to be quite honest. Because <laughs> what does Tommy DeVito bring to the table? What do, what does he do? What, 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 what are his skills? What exactly is it that you do here? What do you, what do you, what, what, what do, you do here? <laughs> like that's what Tommy DeVito, that's what Tommy DeVito is. He's just 
he's just he's just a guy. He's just a guy. No, you're not. No, no. The only the only New York Giant you are starting is Saquon Barkley, and in deeper leagues, Wandale Robinson is worth a shout. Maybe. 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 I wouldn't want to, because this Tommy DeVito dude, oof, no, I want nothing to do with this. Yeah. Um, And then Dallas, you're starting everybody. Oh, my God. After, after last week when Dallas was absolutely cheated out of a game because the NFL and their officials are absolutely colluding against Dallas Cowboys, fuck yeah. I wouldn't be surprised the Giants won this game because the refs just decided to fucking fix it. Wouldn't be a oh, shock. Yes. The Dallas they, did, Cowboys, they did it last week. The Dallas Cowboys, who have won five Super Bowls, the NFL is totally colluding against the, the Dallas Cowboys. Of course they are. Of course they are. You want, you want to know why? Because Roger Goodell hates Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones hates Roger Goodell. Well, that part is, is true. That is absolutely true. (laughs) That is 100% true. Jerry Jones is going to be the happiest dude ever when Roger Goodell is gone. G-O-N-E, gone. Myself included. Well, every team thinks that the NFL colludes against them. Some have a stronger case than others. Adam, Adam, did 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 you happen to watch the end of that Cowboys game last week? I did. You're going to sit here and you're going to tell me that the refs called a great game? No. Okay, thank you. And listen, all I know, I'm not into conspiracy theories. I'm not. But when you have a ref that is, you know, copping a quick feel on an Eagles defensive player, I believe it was Kevin Byard, you know, rubbing his back, making sure his back is nice and loose, give him a nice ass tap, like, yeah, go get him, son. You're going to tell me they're not in cahoots. Nick Sirianni, that's another cheat. That dude, that dude could fuck himself. I hate they talk that to each other, whatever. I hate that dude. I really, really. It, see, that is something that all non-Eagles fans are united on. That they hate Nick Sirianni. I'm kind of neutral on him, but I feel like, yeah, it's just whatever. Fuck him. That dude is a loser. <laughs> Sorry to all my Eagles people. I'm sure I'm sure I upset them with that. I'm sure. I'm sure you did. Listen, they 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 all know that I'm I'm a Cowboys fan. So listen, I I, I took my fair share of heat from them this week. So I gotta get it back to them. Yep. Uh and you're starting the Cowboys defense. Oh, you oh my god, yeah. Defense you one. You don't need us to tell you that. Defense one. They, they, should have, they should have six sacks in this game. That Giants offensive line is terrible. It's banged up. Whoever starts at quarterback is terrible. Micah, I want to see Micah on all fours. All fours this week. I love that dude. By the way, by the way, Dak motherfucking Prescott. That's it? That's what Micah said about, that's what Micah said about oh. Dak. That's okay. Dak motherfucking Prescott. All right. That's what is. he'll be known as. That's what he'll be known as on this program for the remainder of time. His middle name is no longer Rain. It nope. is motherfucking. No, no. There's Dakota Rain. Dakota Rain is is somebody else. Dak motherfucking Prescott is the guy that takes the field on Sundays. Ah, uh, I see. Off the field, he's Dakota Rain. On off on the field, Dak motherfucking Prescott. I see. I get you. Make sure we're very clear. 
Um, next and last is the Washington Commanders going to Seattle with Seahawks. Sam Howell? Yeah. I mean, this could be a tough environment for Sam Howell, though. Okay. He went to New England last week. New England, New England despite how the team is playing, New England remains I mean, one New- of the most hostile environments in football, and Sam Howell played awesome against the Patriots. You're starting Sam Howell this week. He's a low-end QB1. You're starting him. Well, the Seahawks defense is a bit better than New England's. Yeah, but the Seahawks defense also just got destroyed by Lamar Jackson, who, by the way, has worse numbers than Dak Prescott does, and Lamar Jackson is an MVP candidate. Just putting that out there. Because the, because the NFL is definitely you know not hell-bent on fucking the Cowboys. And NFL media. I'll put that in there, too. I will never let you give me shit for talking <laughs> about the Jets. everybody tonight. Ever again. I will never let you be like, oh, Adam, always making everything about the Jets. Well, no, we just talked about the Cowboys. We just talked about them. Okay, fine. And I can move but on so, swiftly. I can make I can make my point very quickly, very subtly, and move on. I'm just saying. It's it's gonna be a tough matchup for Sam Howell. It will be. No, no doubt, no doubt. But this defense got killed by Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but I mean Lamar Jackson and Sam Howell aren't like players at this point. Sure. But Sam Howell has played well. Yes, he has played well. Once again, temper your expectations. Yeah, sure. Sure. I can get behind that. Um, Brian like Robinson. Is a, th- is a three oh. is a three touch let's say before we move on. But is 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 a three touchdown day on the cards? Probably not. But is two seventy five and two out of the question? No. And probably a pick. Yeah, maybe a pick. Sure. Because that's just, he's a gunslinger. Indeed he is. He likes to sling the gun. He, do- he does. It sounds different. It's a, it's a different meaning when you say it like that. But He likes to sling the gun. I am so happy this isn't a video podcast. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Otherwise, I would have been off the air a long time ago. All right, so Brian Robinson, just like, once again, an inefficient runner, kind of like Rashad White, but no PPR upside. Yeah, that's the main difference between Brian Robinson and Rashad White is that he he, he needs he, he needs to score. He absolutely needs to score. And if he doesn't, then, like, I just want you to listen to his weekly finishes, right? Mm-hmm. 13.6. 28, 9, 7.0, 13.1, 8.3, 13.6, 8.3, 9.9, 11.7. Adam, where do you think Brian Robinson is positionally ranked for all points scored by the running back position? Where do you think Brian Robinson stands right now? That Brian Robinson is the RB blank right now in fantasy. Based um, on those numbers that I gave you. Based on those numbers? I don't know, like 45, 50. He's the RB12. What? That guy is the RB12. Because of that 28-point day, probably. Pretty much. Yep. He's got 114.4 points in full-point PPR. Who did that come against? What, the 28 in week two? That was against Denver. Ah, I see. Yeah, it was good December. 
Yeah, he had uh, two touchdowns. Yep. <clears throat> so that'll do. It. That'll do it. Two out of the five touchdowns that he scored this season game against the Denver Broncos when they were terrible. Yeah, that was and a every, wild game. And he also he also has a he has two receiving touchdowns on the year as well. But in the games where he doesn't score, this is a single digit player. And even a game where he has scored he's in, in week seven versus the Giants, he still put up eight point three points and he scored. Like, I don't. I don't get it with Brian Robinson. I, I I haven't gotten it. Um, he he's just well, eh, he's eh. Yeah, he is eh. Well, he just like he's not flashy. He doesn't like do a ton. He's inefficient, like I said. But that's that's the thing. These are the kind of guys that I like, and then when I have them, they do nothing for me. And then when I don't have them, and someone else has them, that goes for more flashy, risky plays but then they pick him because they want some safety this is when he goes off for him and he's and he's the rb12 in fantasy right now like fuck me yeah well it's true it's just it's just a weird situation but you're really like the the, the ceiling i guess is high but the floor is super low the floor yeah. is non-existent for b for brian robinson floor is non-existent um anybody else i mean antonio gibson doesn't get enough consistent work really no, absolutely not. So, um, the absolutely receivers. Not. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson had a great game last week. He's the hot hand right now. He is the yep. hot hand. Two touchdowns in a row. Ten targets, eight targets for Jahan Dotson. He's playing more. He's taking more shots. They're taking more shots downfield with him. He's the hot hand, and, and I don't hate it. If you wanted to go, go ahead and start him. I, I definitely I definitely do not hate it. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I in the non guillotine I have the Sam Howell Jahan Dotson stack currently. He's my wide he's my wide receiver thirty one this week, Jahan Dotson. That's not bad. But Jahan Dotson has that big play upside also. Yes, he does. So that helps. Um anybody else? Uh, no, no, never Curtis Samuel. Okay. Shout out Logan to Jake. Thomas. Shout out to Jake. Never Curtis Samuel. <laughs> never. And then uh, Logan, Logan Thomas. Logan, Th- Logan Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. In a week where tight end, tight end options might be a little bit thinner. Yeah, sure. I can get behind him. All right. And then Seattle, Geno Smith bouncing back from his future performance against Baltimore. Do you see it happening? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. The commanders allow the most points to fantasy quarterbacks at home. He needs a bounce back in a in a very, very big way. I mean, Gino, it's just been eh, this year. Only nine touchdowns, seven picks. It's kind of regressed a little bit. He need he he needs a big week. He definitely needs a big week. I, I would say he's a top I would say he's a high he's a high end QB two for me. I just checked the ranks. He's my QB 13 high end QB two needs a good week. Yeah. Well, especially for the sake of his receivers. Cause I mean, we could just skip over Kenneth Walker cause you're starting him. Yeah. 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 You're starting Kenneth Walker for sure. Um, But for the sake of his receivers, you know, he Gino needs to bounce back big time. 
Uh yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you uh two two receiving um charts here, Adam. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me uh who's who's player A, who's player B. Okay, I, I'm choking myself again. Okay. So player A, 28 catches, 454 yards, two touchdowns on 50 targets. That's player A. Player B, 38 catches, 402 yards, three touchdowns on 57 targets. Who's player A? Who's player B? Full disclosure, I've been looking at the ESPN page and has Antique Metcalf as the receiving yards leader. So I will. So I know that player A is DK Metcalf. Who's player B? I have no idea who player B is. Player B is his teammate, Tyler Lockett. Wow. And Tyler Lockett was taken about four rounds later than DK Metcalf. This it, 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 essentially, it's another Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk situation. I mean, we kind of predicted we use this situation as the comparison for Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. But I didn't think it would be this stark. That that I I, I will take responsibility not responsibility, but I'll say that I was wrong on that, that I did not think the difference between DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett will be as close as it is. I mean it's been like this dating back to you know Russell Wilson's last years. Yeah, and- but I thought for sure that at this point Tyler Lockett would have just been, you know, a little bit a little bit more phased out. They would have focused more on DK and, and Jackson Smith and Jake was probably going to be their, their their wide receiver partnership next year when Lockett hits free agency, goes to pastures anew. But I mean, Lockett, Lockett might be back here. And then what? Yeah. And then what? And then you draft JSN and you, you know, he's playing his rookie contract as the wide receiver three, potentially. Yeah, I can tell you you what, if Tyler Lockett re-signs with the Seattle Seahawks, you're going to see JSN dynasty managers shitting their pants. I'm just annoyed because the Jets could have gotten him. That's it. They'd be shitting their pants. I just imagine the the Ohio State receiving core of JSN and Garrett Wilson. Okay, I'm done. That's it. I have no comment. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not feeding into this. Okay. So anybody else for Seattle? Uh, none of their tight ends. Okay. Absolutely right. not. And neither defense either. All right. And that is it. So stay tuned for later in the week where Bird and Jake will not only do the AFC games, but they will also be giving you the mailbag on Saturday as they do every Saturday. So stay tuned for that. As always, submit your questions to the mailbag to have the master on the show and bird and I will be back on Sunday to talk about the, you know, the week's games in week 10. Cannot wait. Joy of my life. Joy. Oh, that's nice of you to say. Joy of my life. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the basement talk podcast fantasy show. Be sure to leave a five star review. Let us know how much you love the show and be sure to check wherever you get your podcast for new episodes and old episodes and everything in between. And for my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.